It's not unusual to find plenty of wine caves and wine cellars in wine country. What is unusual is discovering a sophisticated broadcast facility inside these well-protected and often top-secret chambers. But maybe it really isn't that surprising that America's number one wine broadcast originates from the soul of wine country. And it is our great privilege to do all we can to inspire you. If you drink wine simply because, well, it's a drink, we've got our work cut out. For literally thousands of years, wine has fueled celebrations, ended conflicts, and provided the ultimate connection between one human being and another. It makes food taste better, lifts spirits, sparks our imagination, and beckons us to slow down and love life. If that all sounds good to you, you're in the right place. So sit back, clear your head, put any worries you have on hold, and join us as we go in search of this week's Grape Encounter. But be warned, we speak a much different language than what you typically experience in most wine-centric environments. But you didn't come here because you're ordinary, did you? Good, because your host, David Wilson, is here to take you far, far away from the beaten path. Here's David. And it's time for your weekly Grape Encounter. And I am so glad that so far this year, I have not had to do any fire stories where wine is concerned. I mean, heaven knows the fires are just raging all over the place certainly in the West. And it's a terrible, terrible thing, but it's been so terrible where the wine industry has been concerned for several years now, and we're only halfway through the fire season. There's a thing that we've talked about a number of times over the last three or four years, and it's something called smoke taint. Because even though fires don't really rip through vineyards and burn up grapevines, they do an incredible amount of damage because all of this smoke that settles into these valleys adheres to the grapes, and the grapes are basically useless. And I know so many people, I have so many friends who grow grapes who have had to just let the grapes either stay on the vine or they drop them to the ground, and their entire crop is lost. And the thing is, these grapes ripen at pretty much the same time we're at the peak of fire season, and so the timing couldn't be worse. It's a perfect storm. All that being said, I read something the other day that got me so excited that I had to do this story today because it is very important, very substantial, very positive, and it's the best news that I've read in a long time where fire and smoke taint is concerned. There's a company called Pure Fresh Wine, and they have a, I don't even know what to call it, it is a device, let's say, but it's huge, and I've got the CEO of Pure Fresh on right now. It's Christian de Blasio. And Christian, thanks for joining me today because we're going to give people some good news for a change. I think so. Hi, David. It's a pleasure to be here with you today and really excited to talk about these new solutions and technologies that we're deploying out for the wine industry to help combat smoke taint and save harvests and really overall enhance the overall quality of wine. And, you know, I don't want to suggest that what you guys are doing is the end all to beat all. It's not the perfect solution, but it's one of the most promising things that I've seen in a very long time. So we'll just jump into it. But before we even do that, let's back up a little bit and talk about what your company did before the issue of grape smoke taint even came to the fore. 
Well, there, there is a separate sister company called Pure Fresh Transport, which I was a part of for over 15 years. And their specialty, they're still around today, is transporting fresh fruit around the world to extend shelf life. So when you eat blueberries in the middle of the wintertime in California, a lot of them come up from South America, places like Chile and Peru, and specialized ozone systems used correctly with CO2, oxygen, and temperature levels can extend chilled blueberry shelf life from 18 to 50 days. So we got our start there and we spent over a decade analyzing fruits and how they react and benefit from ozone and oxygen three technologies, as we call it. And we said there's something here. And about a little under two years ago, after being in the table grape industry for a long, long time, we were put together with table grape vineyard owners and wine vineyard owners and said there's something here. You know, the, the first thing that we noticed is that we spent a lot of time with fruits, helping the agricultural industry, farmers, suppliers of fruit manage pesticide and fungicide levels, a problem in the fresh fruit industry. And what we know about that is that these are chemicals and in a chemical formula, they're a ring form. They're a, a ring molecule that ozone rips apart and destroys to remove in a safe way from fruits and vegetables. And when we first started looking at smoke tank molecules a year and a half ago, we said, wow, these are very similar chemical ring structures to what we've been combating and dealing with for 10 years in the fruit and ag industry with, with pesticides and fungicides. And we said, this is going to work. And that's how we got into where we are today and started getting connected with vineyard owners and winery owners across the West Coast and North America and happily deployed seven of our systems to big wineries uh, last year and now doing it again this year. So let's go back to the pesticide thing for a second, because that in and of itself is pretty interesting. If I understand you correctly, what you're saying is, is that you could take Take fruit that has been treated with pesticides and essentially remove remnants of those pesticides from that fruit through your system? That's absolutely correct. And you'll Good hear me grief. say this a couple of times. So the work that we've done with pesticides and fungicides has been pretty phenomenal. The reduction percentages are amazing. We've actually, these same systems, we call them our Titan systems that we use for the wine industry. We literally right now have one on the ground in the Central Valley in California, near Fowler, California. We're removing pesticides from pistachios, from hundreds of tons of pistachios. Holy smoke. At a farm in California right now. We also have another one of our Titan units deployed up in Canada, up in British Columbia. And they're treating a harvest of berries up there for the same thing to remove pesticides. So that these ring molecules, this really gets deep into chemistry. I hope some people will be interested. Some people will say stop and some people will laugh. But these ring molecules, as I call them, pesticides, fungicides, smoke tank molecules, they have a lot of free, unabsorbed carbon-carbon bonds sticking off of them. And that's what we're looking for because ozone is three molecules of oxygen and it's not happy. It wants to become O2. It wants to become two molecules of oxygen. And that's what makes it happy. And so it's looking to remove one of the O's. And what oxygens love to combine with naturally is carbon. Then you get things like CO2 and H2O and O2. And that's what the process is, is ozone releasing one of its oxygen molecules, binding with carbon molecules from a smoke tank molecule or from a pesticide molecule, in literally destroying it. It breaks the ring and it, it rips down the molecule. I want to understand better what that really looks like. I've seen a picture of your Titan unit 
but let's kind of explain what that thing looks like to listeners. At first glance, it looks sort of like a container that you would see on a ship. Is that close to correct? That's correct. That's the origin of it. And that's a lot of our background. A lot of the IP and patent work of our company went into that in terms of modifying an ocean refrigerated container to treat fruits and vegetables, not only on ocean, but in land-based mobile deployment operations like we do in our Titan unit. These 40-foot ocean containers, as we call them, the design of these systems is amazing. It's an airflow temperature, humidity control system, they're designed to extend shelf life. They're designed to treat fruits and vegetables dynamically with airflow systems that are wonderful for the long-term benefits of fruit and vegetables. But when you integrate ozone into those airflow and temperature systems, and you manage those recipes of the volume of airflow, the level of temperature and humidity, as well as a very specially designed independent level of ozone for every different type of fruit and vegetable you treat, you have kind of a perfect storm of creating and allowing those fruits and vegetables to be clean and to have long life. So this is all going on while these fruits and vegetables are en route to whatever their final destination is. They're constantly being treated aboard the ship. Absolutely. We have, you know, in the United States, our consumers here are, are eating bananas and pineapples that come in on seven to 10 day transits from Costa Rica and Ecuador. That's fun. And that's a short transit. And hopefully that fruit is going to be pretty safe and great to eat after 10 to 14 days. But think about some of California's table grape exports. California's a major world exporter of table grapes. Some of those table grapes are kept in chilled containers on ships on their way to the Middle East with 50 and 60 day transit times. Oh, good grief. Wow. Okay, that opens up all kinds of questions that I want to ask you, but we're going to have to take a break for just a second. We're talking to Christian de Blasio of Pure Fresh Wine, and we're going to get into how this technology that they've created can make a difference and perhaps save a lot of grapes that would otherwise just be destroyed because of smoke taint. I mean, we all pray and hope that we won't have any more fires that have done the kind of damage that has been done in recent years but I wouldn't put my money on that. So we've got to have solutions lined up and this is one really excellent one. We'll be back with Christian in just a second when we return with Grape Encounters Radio. Many wine enthusiasts describe wine as a kind of time machine that can transport you to the place and time it was created without leaving home. Whether you're sipping a Sangiovese from Italy or a German Riesling, tasting is traveling. That being said, Total Wine and More is like the world's biggest airport. With more than 8,000 wines from every corner of the world in their stores, you can be incredibly adventurous and savor every journey. Plus, you can do all of your shopping online at TotalWine.com and pick up your order at your local Total Wine and More. If you're a frequent Grape Encounters radio listener, you know that our show is all about inclusiveness. For far too long, wine consumers have felt left out, simply because a small minority of, well, let's call them out, wine snobs have dominated the conversation. For 12 years, it's been my mission to give you, the wine enthusiasts that just want to have fun, a front row seat to everything that's cool about wine. And while we have a very intimate thing going on here, I've been thinking that we can take things where no radio or TV program has gone before. And so beginning next week, I'm inviting you and your friends to get together with me for a private online party. 
This isn't a big streaming free-for-all event. It's you, me, and your guests. You decide what you want to talk about, we'll set a time, then it's party time. So email me using the contact form at GrapeEncounters.com. Tell me a little bit about how we can make this fun for you, and I'll respond to as many requests as I can. Just drop me a note at GrapeEncounters.com. back with Grape Encounters Radio, and you'll recall in the last couple of years, how many times have I gone on the radio and said, God, I hate to do it, but I got to talk about fires again, and I got to talk about all this damage that's being done in the wine industry. Well, there is a company that's got, it's not the final solution, but it sure will help a lot of people save their grapes when something tragic happens. We're talking to Christian de Blasio. He is the CEO and founder of Pure Fresh Wine. And they've got these things, they're the ocean-going containers, which, by the way, Christian, I'm going to have you send me about four of them because I want to build a house. (laughs) Everybody's doing, and I'm guessing it would be really well insulated. But anyway, they've got these containers, and you can put grapes in these containers, and you can remove, I don't know, Christian, can you remove all of the smoke taint, or is it some of it? How does that look? Our normal reductions in the smoke taint will be anywhere from 30 to 70%. That's a lot. Yeah, and it all depends on, you know, how bad was the impact? How heavy was the smoke? How close were the fires to the vineyards in the case of wine grapes and trying to remove it? And, you know, we measure and look at all different ways of the impacts. You know, how how can different varieties handle the smoke? Pinot Noirs are especially susceptible to smoke tank and they need more help in a moderate fire smoke season than say a cab grape. Pinots are just in general very fussy, very particular grapes and I don't like Pinot Noir that much anyway. <laughs> just not my favorite varietal. I get hate mail for saying that, but I don't care. You know what? I don't have to drink Pinot if I don't want to. And there's some really good Pinot out there, by the way, and I, I, I do drink it, but it's just like, you know, get over it, folks. It, it was a movie. <laughs> you're, you're good. Yeah, you're going to bring us back to sideways, right? It when was the, a movie. Yeah. Come on. The, the selling of Merlot across the United States dropped by 25% for five years. And, ge- and, guess, and guess what? Merlot has never been better. Thank you, Rex Pickett, for riding sideways. Because what ended up happening was all the bad Merlot was pulled out, and then they, they planted a whole bunch of Pinot in places where it shouldn't have been planted. And there's a whole, there's a ton of really bad Pinot out there. There's some good Pinot out there too. Okay. I love big reds. I love drinking cabs. I love the big reds, Zinfandels. You know, talking about drink, you know what I love? I love drinking wine that we've treated with our systems. Cool. You you know, one of the most consistent pieces of feedback that we get from winemakers that have used our system is they talk about the fruit forward notes. And, and this kind of really changes the conversation here because we started this business to say, hey, the world needs, the wine industry needs a solution to save harvests. And, and we've got that solution. We're deploying these containers and we have hundreds available for the industry right now. But beyond that, it's really providing some wonderful benefits to the wines. And all of these winemakers are saying the same thing. When they bottle their wines, here we are 11 months after the 2020 harvest. And, and winemakers uh, across Napa that have used us from Quintessa to Gunlock Bunshu to Benzinger, they're saying that these wines that have been treated for ozone are in great shape to be bottled. And they're, they've are they got a great fruit forward round note to them 
that they actually prefer to the wines that maybe weren't smoke tainted and weren't treated with ozone. Okay, so let me understand this then. If I were to just take grapes that weren't tainted by smoke and put them in one of these containers and the treatment period is what 24 hours is that right just about 24 hours would i have better tasting grapes forget the smoke tank thing just i put my grapes in there for 24 hours and they go through this treatment i'm going to get better more fruit forward grapes if i do that is that right you will and, and the chemistry behind that is anthocyanins and tannins and when you think about the wine industry and all the stories and the movies that we're all familiar with you think about Everybody says the term stressing the grape and you want to create lots of stress on the grape because it brings out all these fine characteristics in the big red wines. And that's exactly what's happening with ozone. You look at growing wines in the vineyard, the really rough, hard, rocky dirt and the brutal hot sun. And I watched a documentary recently. It's called One Year in Burgundy. And the, yeah. the winemakers there, they talk about wines and vines being 100 years old and that the vines have to go so deep in the ground to get to the water. But the whole point of that is to stress the wine grape. When you stress these wine grapes as they're growing or finishing their growth, you're forcing the grape to protect itself because of the stress of the outside environment, the sun and the heat. And it's a wine grape's reaction to stress is to produce tannins, anthocyanins, and these are all things that make a good wine. And that's what ozone is doing. When we put ozone in the container for 24 hours with the wine grapes, it's causing a hyper stress, which is causing a very moderate slight uptick in the production of tannins and anthocyanins in the wine to defend itself against the ozone. It wants to do something. It says, hey, I've got ozone surrounding me. How should I react to that? And those are the, the components of wine that lead to a balanced fruit forward round wine, which in a lot of cases may be the stylistic goal of a certain winemaker, but certainly it sells really well. You know, I think as we talk about this, that I might have been wine grapes in another life because for some reason I am always stressed, but I seem to enjoy it. I don't know what that means. Anyway, yeah, what is it with grapes? You know, they thrive on stress and, and the wine just gets better and better. And those tannins, I guess, are kind of equivalent to human sweat. You know, we sweat. Grapevines produce tannins. It's interesting stuff. So what I really wonder, Christian, is you've got these grapes that may have pesticides on them. They have the smoke taint on them. They go into this container. And what happens to those things that we're trying to get rid of? Does it just fall on the floor of the container? Or just, how does that work exactly? It's one of the beauties of ozone, of, of how it works in an industrial capacity to treat things and then to disappear. And that's what we love about ozone. In the case of a smoke taint molecule, you're going to have nine different pathways of what they become. And in the end, they're all going to become a, a very benign type of acid. So in terms of making wine, what does that mean? That means that when the wines are in the fermentation tank and the winemakers measuring the pH levels, it means that you'd have a less than 0.01 change in the percent of pH. And that's where it will, will reside as a very moderate, low-level change to your pH acidity is, in your wine. Is it the same for the pesticides as for the smoke taint? They both become a benign acid? It's a very similar process. Wow. Okay. So it just becomes essentially neutralized and we're gone. And then David, just to mention to you what happens with the ozone, ozone becomes oxygen, a form of oxygen, either O2, CO2, or H2O. That's, again, something we love about it. We don't deploy or use any of our ozone systems in occupied environments. Everything we do is extremely safe, 
sealed and closed away from humans. And when you finish that treatment of grapes and we've turned off our systems 30 minutes before anyone even goes near our system, the ozone's long gone because the oh, okay. half-life of an ozone molecule is about two minutes. All right, we got to take a break, Christian, but I wish I could play that song, The Air That I Breathed, back from the 70s, <laughs> just about now. That makes me feel good that that ozone just becomes oxygen, and that's cool. We're talking to Christian de Blasio. He is the CEO and founder of Pure Fresh Wine, and they're doing some really cool stuff. we got a lot more to talk about, so we'll take a break here and be back with more Grape Encounters right after this. Immerse yourself in the breathtaking surroundings that make Oregon a must-visit. Taste unrivaled wines. Indulge in lavish culinary creations. Savor the very best of Oregon. Enjoy time with your guests as you bid on exclusive auction items and wine futures, all to transform healthcare through Asante Foundation. Join us this August for the Oregon Wine Experience. Visit theoregonwineexperience.com to be part of this unique celebration. In Greek mythology, we learn the mysterious connection between walnuts and wine. When Dionysus, the god of wine, fell in love with Princess Caria of Laconia, her sisters tried to prevent the romance, so Dionysus turned them into rocks. He also turned his beloved Caria into a walnut tree. She was, after all, a hard nut to crack. At mmorganics.com in Paso Robles, California, Walnuts and Wine is the ultimate love story. You'll flip over their 100% organic port-style dessert wines and organic heirloom walnut products, including sprouted snacking walnuts in five awesome flavors, irresistible raw organic walnut butter, free trade chocolate-covered walnuts, and for bakers, MM Organics produces 100% gluten-free walnut flour, estate walnut oil, and of course, their crazy delicious raw walnuts. Get all their products online at mmorganics.com. That's mmorganics.com. Immerse yourself in the breathtaking surroundings that make Oregon a must-visit. Taste unrivaled wines. Indulge in lavish culinary creations. Savor the very best of Oregon. Enjoy time with your guests as you bid on exclusive auction items and wine futures. All to transform healthcare through Asante Foundation. Join us this August for the Oregon Wine Experience. Visit theoregonwineexperience.com to be part of this unique celebration. We're back with more Grape Encounters. Hey, please do us an enormous favor and like us on Facebook. It's the very best way to learn about other opportunities that we may not share on the broadcast. Also, join our mailing list on GrapeEncounters.com. Listeners on our contact list receive some exclusive opportunities. Become an insider. Enough said. Here's your wine captain, David Wilson. You know, when I started this whole Grape Encounters thing, I decided I wanted to do a radio program that was just all about good news, right? And for the most part, it's usually good news here on the program, uh, except that I hate this time of the year because it's fire season and we're just midway through it right now. And year after year, I have to report these horrible, horrible stories. Makes me sick to my stomach because so many of my friends are winemakers or grape growers and God, they've been through a terrible time. But 
I came upon this story a few days ago and I said, hold the presses, stop everything. I got to talk to this guy named Christian de Blasio because he's the, he's the CEO of this company called Pure Fresh Wine. And he's almost got godlike status in my book already. And we, I, I just am getting to know him as you are today. Christian, I've put you on a pedestal because your company I, is actually I, saving some grapes. David, I'm, I'm a wine enthusiast as you are. And, you know, I learned a lot about the wine here in California from my wife when I moved out here 13 years ago. And it's gone well ever since then. But being able to touch the industry now and to be a source of assistance, particularly with these awful wildfires that we're dealing with means a lot to me. And I'm, I'm glad we're in this business. I want to tell you a story that is related to what we're talking about today. It's, it's kind of a cool thing. It happened this last weekend. This guy comes in who I've known for a long time now, probably about eight years. And you probably don't know this about me, Christian, but I also own a wine bar down here on the Central Coast in the, the Paso Robles area, right? Well, anyway, so this fellow is a winemaker and most of his grapes come from the Monterey area. And he's just made some incredible wines in his lifetime. I used to carry him in the wine bar. I don't know why, but we change up things from time to time. He walks in with this bottle of rosé. He says, David, you got to taste this rosé. He says, there's this international rosé competition and it won top honors there. And so he pours the rosé and it's like just this big, beautiful, bold, amazing rosé. I couldn't fault this wine and I could understand why it had won this award. But here's the cool thing about it was that this was made from tainted grapes, smoke tainted grapes. And I said, how in the world could you have pulled that off? Because that Monterey area just got annihilated, as you know, Christian. It was really bad news up there. And and what he did, he got really super clever. And they not only crushed the grapes, almost, these were Pinot grapes, almost immediately, but then they crushed them super lightly. So they only got maybe like a third of the amount of juice out of the grapes and they threw everything else away. And so they were able to sort of work around the smoke taint that way. And I've heard so many interesting stories like that of just different ideas that winemakers have employed to get around it. It's mostly not successful. So I was really happy for him with this rosé. But it, that's a cool story, isn't it? As you know, I was listening to your story, I was thinking about a famous line from Jerry Maguire. I think the line is, uh, you had me at hello. You, you had me at rosé. As soon as you mentioned that, I knew where you were going. You know, one of the really interesting things is what happens after a smoke season in the wine industry? What are the telltale signs, you know, years down the road of, of what happened? I'll tell you what, the 2020 vintage of rosé will be massive. There'll be a lot of it. All of the smoke taint is in the skins. Most smoke taint issues are red wine issues, not white wine issues. Why is that? It's because when you ferment red wine, you're fermenting it on the skins. Right. You're pulling out those tannins, those anthocyanins, that red uh, look and flavor. Whites don't ferment on the skins. You're not fermenting and bringing in more smoke taint into the white wines. So with rosés, you're basically crushing them and you're removing the skins because you have to. Because if you leave the skins in the fermentation tank, you're going to bring a lot more smoke taint into it. And so a temporary solution in a bad smoke year is to make a lot of rosé. Yeah, I think that's absolutely true. And the interesting thing about rosé is that we're just like in th this 
period of time right now where rosés are just huge. And I don't mean huge from a drinking standpoint. They're just hugely popular right now, more than I have ever seen in my adult lifetime. It's just it's just crazy. But yeah, a lot of people did save their grapes by making red wines into rosés instead. And it wasn't always successful, but there have been some success stories. So let's talk about logistics for a second. So you've got these big containers and you said they can hold how many tons of grapes? We can treat up to 22 tons per day in one of the units. Uh, a large winery might take four of our units. They can treat, you know, 80 to 100 tons per day at some of the larger So, so let's put that into perspective for listeners for a second. Let's say that the winery has a pretty abundant crop that's going to be maybe four tons per acre, right? Is that fair? That's fair enough. Okay. Unless it's the Central Valley and it's 25 tons per acre because of all the heat down there. But I digress. But anyway, four tons per acre, that's five acres, let's say, each container can handle like five acres of grapes. That's pretty cool. That's about right. One ton of grapes is going to result in about 720 bottles of wine. Yeah, something like that. Just enough for me. Anyway, (laughs) but no, it's pretty amazing because if if you think about it, yes, there are these enormous, enormous wineries out there that grow just millions of bottles of wine. They produce millions of bottles of wine, but the vast majority of wineries are smaller, more mom and pop kinds of wineries, and they may only have 20 acres. They may only have 40 acres. That's very, very common. And, And they're the ones who seem to get hit the hardest because when they lose a crop, they lose everything. You know, they have nothing to fall back on. So anyway. we have we there's there's a lot of uh, businesses out there in the wine industry that are smaller vineyards, small wineries. And it's, it's not just the small wineries. There's a plethora of vineyards that are not wineries, of, of vineyards that grow grapes and they sell them to wineries. And that's their whole business. Right. And we have we have solutions for that. That also, David, we're working on group deployments where we can put two or three of our Titan units in a central location in Napa and we can put tonnage from four or five small vineyards in an overnight treatment together. And we can make it really economical. We can get costs down in some of these cases to 10, 20 cents a ton for our treatments. When you think about what we're doing, when you think about being able to, you know, hold up the classification of a wine, you you produce a cab sav, you want to label it a cab sav and hold up the classification. These are millions and millions of dollars. And a simple 24-hour ozone treatment can not only save harvests where they couldn't make the wine without our systems, but in a good year, you're in increasing the value of your wine, your label, and the the public knowledge that this is an excellent, fruit-forward, high-quality, and clean wine that we're we're producing after it comes out of our system. I think that's pretty cool that a winery could actually say they actually treat their grapes after they come off of the vines and remove any kind of impurity. Let's call them impurities. That's that's a safe word. You know, remove impurities so that we're working with the cleanest grapes possible. That's a pretty cool statement that somebody could make, right? It is. And, you know, you think about things like like chemicals and sulfurs, pesticides, fungicides, even smoke tanks. You know, smoky, they, they say in the news, you know, don't eat burnt toast, right? If you eat too much of it. So really over your lifetime, it, it really health-wise, it, it comes to a, an amount of consumption. So, you know, a little bit of pesticide and fungicide, although it's not great, you know, it's not going to kill you, but over your lifespan and children are more prone to have problems with pesticides and fungicides than adults. But if you look at your lifetime and you know that you're drinking more and more wine that had the grapes treated with ozone, it just means your total consumption over your life is going to reduce the amount of 
sulfurs and pesticides and fungicides and smoke molecules that you put into your body. And I think that's the theme and, and it's a healthy theme. I kind of take an opposite approach, by the way, Christian. I'm trying to build up my immunity. So I take pesticides and fungicides and then I put them on my burnt <laughs> toast. And that's that's, <laughs> what I, that's what I have for breakfast. Hey, we're going to be back with more Grape Encounters. I could talk to Christian de Blasio all day long. I'm looking at him, you know, uh, through the miracle of technology. He's, he's like a big, happy guy. It's always nice to see somebody that looks like they're having a great life. And that, I think, is Christian de Blasio. We're going to be back with more Grape Encounters after this. Even though I spend almost every waking hour trying to track down all things wine, it takes nearly superhuman powers to keep up with the folks at Total Wine & More. I remember the first time I ever set foot in a Total Wine & More store. My jaw literally dropped to the floor as I tried to comprehend the astonishing wine, spirit, and beer offerings that were suddenly at my fingertips, wonderfully organized for super easy navigation. How do they pull off such an amazing feat? Well, it all comes down to an incomparable team of experts that constantly searches every corner of the world for amazing products priced so you can enjoy them on any occasion. Total Wine doesn't just sell the same old, same old. They're always busy forging relationships with outstanding producers on every continent so that they're able to provide exceptional wines that are exciting and new to you at incredible savings. New discoveries, must-have favorites, and more than 8,000 wine choices that you can even explore from home on your laptop or phone. Explore Total Wine in whatever manner suits you best, in person or if you've come to enjoy that curbside experience, you can order online at TotalWine.com and pick up your wine in the store or just outside if a contactless experience is your preference. And make sure to check for special opportunities that are always plentiful at TotalWine.com. There are always plenty of reasons to get excited about your next Total Wine experience. We like to talk about wine. Words can be very confusing. When you're crazy, people say that you're nuts. But what if you're crazy about nuts? Well, that doesn't mean that you should be sent to the funny farm. It means that you should be sent to the farm of MM Organics, the producers of organic heirloom walnuts and walnut products that are so incomparably unique and delicious, other nuts will be reduced to wallflowers. Whoops, there we go with those crazy meanings of words again. After all, if being a wallflower means disappearing into the background, then why does being a walnut from MM Organics mean standing out from the rest? Confused? Well, you won't be when you discover the glorious deliciousness of walnut halves, baking pieces, fair trade chocolate-covered walnuts, and other scrumptious walnut products from MM Organics. Learn more and order yours at mmorganics.com, where you'll also find our utterly irresistible two-horse Portuguese dessert wine that everyone goes nuts for. Get crazy at mmorganics.com. Savor every drop of summer at Total Wine and More, because we've got a sizzling lineup of pours for the great outdoors, featuring our top 12 wines under $15. Taste your way to a new favorite. Try ready-to-freeze cocktail pops and fun, fizzy hard seltzers. And here's our recipe for a delicious late summer evening. Take smoked ribs, good friends, and just add Cabernet. Let your imagination go grill crazy, from good old-fashioned hot dogs to turkey burgers with all the trimmings. 
you can't go wrong with fruity and fresh reds. And when it comes to seafood, salmon and tuna swim nicely with Chardonnay. So, no matter if you're grilling, chilling, or both, you're sure to find cool prices on over 8,000 wines, 4,000 spirits, and 2,500 beers in-store or at TotalWine.com. Back with Christian de Blasio. He is the CEO and founder of Pure Fresh Wine. And they got a really, really nice way of dealing with smoke taint on wine grapes. And it's already saving a lot of crops. And it's only going to get better from here on out. You know, I want to correct myself, though, in something that I said. Because I said that I haven't had to do any fire stories yet this year. And that's kind of negligent for me to say that. Because there's a lot of fire stuff going on. But Christian, there is smoke now that is drifting into wine growing areas, right? Are you starting to have to to deal with that right now? Yeah, the the northern parts of Lake and Mendocino County, the smoke's starting to come in quite heavily from the north. We have to remember this is a global issue, and I, you know, we talk about the sensitivities of talking about climate change and global warming, and of course we know those sensitivities. But listen, I'll give you a fact, David: the amount of wine grapes worldwide that are being impacted by smoke taint. Think about this: billions of tons of grapes. The amount that are being impacted by smoke taint is growing at eight to nine percent per year. Get out There's of here. Wildfires burning in British Columbia right now in the heart of their wine growing region. This is a major, major global issue and dealing with uh, the impacts of climate change are real. The country impacted to the worst extent by smoke taint over the years has been Australia. I'm sure you remember reading about raging fires down there yeah. not too long ago and, and all the issues we deal with. I think if you look at the news today, there's fires across Greece and, and areas in Eastern Europe right now due to, due to climate change and drought conditions. And these are all wine regions. And I heard that Greece story a couple of years ago. I was the U.S. ambassador to Northern Greek wines. And so I spent, uh-huh. and I, don't laugh, you know, I wore, <laughs> I, I wore a toga the whole time. But anyway, I got to spend a lot of time touring those areas and I kind of can't even picture fires there. But yet they're just being torn to shreds right now. Gosh, we've got to fix this. I wish the world would wake up and know that even if it's not caused by human hands, even if you don't believe that, we've got to do everything in our power as a race to stop as much of this as we possibly can. That's it. That's all I have to say. But let me ask you a question, Christian, about how you guys deal with this, because, you know, we know it's just a matter of time that there will be fires in areas that's predictable. Do you deploy the containers, these Titan containers to an area? Would you put like, let's say 20 of them or 50 of them or whatever? I think you've got a thousand of them, right? Right now? So we do. We have we have uh, about a thousand units available for deployment worldwide. The, think about a, a computer and its brain. So we or its motherboard. We, we we utilize these units from leasing facilities all around the world. So places like Oakland, California, and Tacoma, Washington, and Melbourne, Australia have massive amounts of these refrigerated forty foot containers. We have a control system that is plug and play. Our control systems fit into these containers. So when we're done for the season with helping save harvest and improve wine here in in California and Oregon and British Columbia will then 
box up all of our computer motherboard brain systems and we'll fly them down to Australia. And we'll be down there in early uh, February and March setting up to help them and their harvest down there and other places in the Southern Hemisphere like Chile, Argentina, wonderful wines that come out of those areas and, and others. Wow, that's amazing. Now, would you, for instance, consider like going into Sonoma or Napa or Mendocino County and setting up a facility that is at the ready, or at least, you know, start to move containers in when there are fires that are imminent. And then that area then could be used by multiple smaller winemakers. Is that something you would do? We have done that. Um, we, we have ideas to do more of that where we can set up multiple units at a certain location and, and bring in wine grapes from various different wineries. It's, it's a close-knit com- community, as you know. Uh, I heard some great stories from last year. Some of our clients, a winery called Quintessa, they used our systems for several weeks and they had it for a few extra weeks and they invited their neighbors to treat their grapes. So it's nice to see that. It's nice to see winemakers working with each other, even to some extent sharing our systems. So just to understand this more precisely, if I am a winemaker or let's say a grape grower and there's a fire that has broken out in my area, how quickly would you be able to deploy one of these units or multiple units after that phone call? Time is of the essence, right? <laughs> from the time you call us or shamelessly plug, from the time you go to purefreshwine.com and you contact us and you put a deposit down and say, I need to do this, we can have a, de- a system deployed running at your property in three business days. Three business days. Okay. And so in the meantime, the grapes are getting harvested at that same time. So I guess that there is a little bit of wiggle room there for the grape grower, but not a lot. So Call us earlier. Call us now. We're sending out the first containers this week and next week. So we'll have Titan units delivered this week and next week in places like Geyserville, Healdsburg, uh, Sonoma. The units are starting to leave now. So these are wineries and half the cases are getting prepared in case any smoke will be there. They don't want to wait for that three-day window. We'll have wineries that are just using us for wine improvement. Wineries in Napa that are taking us on this year to increase their tannins and deal with bacteria problems. And that's what they're using our systems for now. It's amazing. You know, I've said this many times that if you could go back 20 years and just sit down and drink a bottle of wine, a really good bottle of wine, and then compare it to even just a basic bottle of wine today, the amount of improvement in winemaking over the last 20 years, the last 30 years, the last 40 years is just astonishing. So just when I thought there weren't many more ways to improve the quality of wine than you guys come along. That's pretty cool. That's true. But don't tell the French that. I'm not sure if they look at it the same way. Their their old wine is pretty famous, right? Yeah, it is. But, you know, it's just a matter of time before they're going to have one of those big containers that says Pure Fresh on the side <laughs> there. Hey, listen, Christian, we got to go. I got to spend some time with you someday soon. It's been really a great pleasure to sit down and talk to you and to introduce this technology to our listeners. If I may be cliche, it's a breath of fresh air. And I really am. It's, it was great being here, David. It's a pleasure to talk to you. I, I love your platform and I can't wait to uh, hear the feedback from our, our great time today. Great. And so people who might be interested in finding out more, the website is? Purefreshwine.com. Well, that's pretty simple. Purefreshwine.com. Christian de Blasio, it's been a great time talking to you. Congratulations on what you've built as a company. And we're going to be back here next week, same time, with more Grape Encounters. This edition of Grape Encounters has been brought to you by Total Wine & More. 
When Total Wine & More challenged themselves to keep more than 8,000 wines on hand, they pioneered a consumer experience that 99.999% of the population would have thought was impossible. It was an undertaking that I still can't totally get my arms around today. But I've spent many hours of my personal time being that adult kid in a candy store, using my mouse to learn about their extremely affordable top 20 wines of the year, or learning eye-opening details about the iconic winemakers behind Total Wine's Legends of Wine collection. TotalWine.com is an online resource so rich with content, it's hard to imagine a more satisfying wine-related experience. Spend all the time you want at TotalWine.com or at your nearest store. Just make sure you're back here with me at the same time next week for another Grape Encounter.